Having colonised almost every area of non-frigid land on the planet, ants have become one of the most widely recognised and frequently encountered terrestrial insects. Ants belong to the taxonomic group called Hymenoptera, which means married wings, and relates to the fact that the forewings and the hindwings of the flying ants are joined together by a line of tiny hooks. Wasps and bees are Hymenopterans too, but unlike ants, the vast majority of wasps and bees are solitary species, whereas all species of ant that have been discovered so far are eusocial insects that live as colonies. Colonies that we call superorganisms, since they appear to function as a single cohesive entity, where each individual ant within it will have a specific role to play in sustaining the existence of the colony. However, for these types of eusocial colonies to adapt and survive within an often changing natural environment, the colony members must have the ability to transfer information amongst themselves and to collectively deal with those different challenges accordingly. And ants are known to be well-accomplished communicators, using sensory hairs on their bodies, chemical pheromones, and a process called trophallaxis, where information is transferred within fluids from mouth to mouth. Something that we've probably inadvertently witnessed when watching a trail of ants, where individuals stop to engage with an ant travelling in the opposite direction. Perhaps to report a hazard ahead, or maybe discuss the weather. Who knows? But what we do know is that ants have brains that contain around a quarter of a million neurons, which is very small compared to ours that contain about a hundred billion neurons. However, the collective number of neurons within an ant colony could amount to many billions, which has led some people to speculate that a large ant colony, if it is functioning as a superorganism, could possess a certain degree of intelligence. But whatever we choose to think, there are actually quite a lot of similarities between the behaviour of human civilizations and colonies of ants. For example, both could involve farming. Humans keeping cows for milk, with ants keeping aphids for honeydew, and both looking after their herds, moving them to fresh grazing sites when needed, and protecting them from danger. And whilst we grow, nourish, and protect crop plants for food, leafcutter ants will grow fungus to eat, fertilising it with macerated leaves and protecting it from contaminants with an antimicrobial bacteria that they grow on their bodies, a natural pesticide. And the more we study ant colonies, the more commonalities we find between their existence and ours, from defence of territories to the creation of essential supply networks, waste management and allo-maternal care. But probably the most remarkable discovery came from the red fire ant, a notoriously aggressive ant that regularly fought with other colonies and where many sustained injuries. But the red fire ants didn't abandon their injured, but triaged them on the battlefield and took those that could be saved back into their colony 
for treatment and recovery.